All right, uh, Risto here with George Mason University. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Thomas Quarmby today, and this podcast is another gem from the Twitter world. Um, I saw this article tweeted out, and it caught my eye. Um, it aligns a lot with the research I'm interested in, and I figured it would be useful for our listeners. So today, we're jumping into the world of care-experienced youth, but I will let Dr. Quarmby uh, define that term for us, and uh, here we go. So we're here with Dr. Thomas Quarmby from Leeds Beckett University from the UK, and we're here to discuss his article titled Care Experienced Youth and Positive Development, an Exploratory Study into the Value and Use of Leisure Time Activities. Uh, It was just published in 2018 in Leisure Studies. Um, Welcome to the podcast, and thanks for taking the time to chat about your paper. You are most welcome. I've, um, I've listened to previous podcasts, and I was delighted to be invited so thank you um and before we go further it'd probably be remiss of me if i didn't uh thank my co-authors dr rachel sanford at loughborough university and dr katie pickering at sheffield hallam university who helped shape the paper and keep me uh, in check really awesome uh so thanks so much for uh coming on um this article is really interesting to me uh you cover positive youth development here and also the socio-ecological model which uh aaron santeo did a theory breakdown on um but you're specifically discussing care experienced youth and i think in the u.s this is not a term that's used quite often so can you give us a definition of what that is certainly so um like you say that there's various terms that are used around the world to describe someone who might be care experienced um, in the uk for instance the term looked after children is frequently used while in america you might hear terms such as children in care or foster care and in australia you might hear the term children in out of home care um, essentially all of these terms refer to a child or young person who's been removed from their family for a variety of reasons and placed in the care of the state um, They might then temporarily live in a children's home or in foster care um, or with another member of their family. Um, And we use the term care experience in the paper as we recognize that being in care is not permanent uh, and it's not the same for every child. And many children do return to their family. So the term care experience is about recognizing that they have experienced care and how that experience might then shape their lives moving forwards. Awesome. Thank you. And I and I think foster youth is the one that we're most familiar with but using but I I like that kind of using that care experienced youth is it's not permanent necessarily so um, there's been a lot of research on care experienced youth Um, what do we know about them well to be honest in in the area of sport physical activity and leisure more broadly there really hasn't been too much research done on or with care experienced youth in fact only a handful of studies really uh, exist but it is a growing area with recent research being conducted in Australia and in England. That said, we do know from a few studies in Norway um, around 1998 and 2000 that suggested that care experienced youth tended to spend their leisure time um, in passive and often sedentary solitary activities, for example, watching TV or just doing nothing rather than playing in uh, physical activities or games or anything like that. Now, there's an argument that engaging in play and physical activities are things that might help those young people develop positively. Uh, And this is important because there's a common perception that young people who are in care, so care experienced youth, often spend their leisure time engaged in risky and antisocial behaviors. So what was the main aim of of the study that you conducted? 
Well, based on the limited studies that were available, we wanted to basically expand our understanding of how care experience youth spend their leisure time, including what might shape their leisure time use. And we also wanted to explore how care experience youth think leisure time activities might contribute to their positive development. Okay, so is there a push to get experience into, quote, positive activities? Uh, in theory, yes. Uh, in practice, I'm not so sure. So uh, in England and Australia, for example, there are government policies that advocate for care experienced youth to engage in a range of positive activities because there's a belief that that might help overcome any earlier disadvantage. So, for example, young people enter care for a variety of reasons, but in England, around 60% enter care because of abuse or neglect. Um, it's definitely not the only reason, but uh, it's important to note that childhood trauma from abuse or neglect obviously has an impact on health and broader social and psychological well-being. And it can lead to difficulties with developing relationships with others, particularly adults, uh, and a range of mental health problems. And this is why there are calls for care experienced youth to engage in positive activities, whether that's sport, physical activity, arts, cultural activities, because they're thought to help improve well-being, build resilience, help to develop self-esteem, and enhance positive relationships. Having said that, how well it's being achieved is yet unknown, and we're continuing to ask those questions about whether they can access those activities in the same way that their peers can who haven't experienced care. Great, and so you state in your article that many children in this position are deemed, quote, at risk. And I see this term all the time. And uh, oftentimes we've taken a deficit mindset to the you know, problem, if you say. Uh, can you explain briefly about positive youth development and the approach that you took? Absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned, care experienced youth are seen to be a vulnerable uh, a marginalized group who, as you've said, are considered to be at risk of engaging in a range of negative behaviors that might lead to negative outcomes. And more often than not, those deemed at risk are viewed from, as you've said, a deficit perspective where a focus is placed on the difficulties they encounter as they grow up. So to give you a bit more context, um, young people in care are thought to engage in antisocial behavior, they're thought to have low motivation, their achievement is viewed in a particularly negative way, uh, and a lot of young people in care do have learning difficulties. So in England, around 57, 58% of those people who are currently in care are thought to have a special educational need or disability, and that compares to just 17% of those who aren't in care. Um, and all of this means that we've tended to look at care experience youth as problems that need to be fixed. Now, on the flip side, what we've tried to do in the paper is showcase a strengths-based perspective known as positive youth development. And I won't go into too much detail because I know that Nick Holt recently did a, a podcast on positive youth development. But I will add that positive youth development is a perspective that positions young people as individuals who possess a range of resources or assets that they can draw on to aid their own development. Um, the line of thought is that youth can develop skills, talent, strengths through engaging in productive activities, which will then aid their current and future well-being. And in this paper, we've particularly focused on the framework of learner and colleagues and their five C's model, which states that young people have the capacity, uh, capacity to develop uh, competence, confidence, character, connection, uh, and caring through those productive activities. And I like that uh, you start the methodology section with um, quoting here, research should begin 
by considering the unique complexities of their varying experiences. Can you explain the methods to us and give us an understanding of the approach that you took with uh, critical realism? I shall try my best, absolutely. Um, so having engaged myself with uh, care experience youth over a number of years, um, we were conscious that being in care, as I've said, is not the same experience for everyone. So there are a number of reasons why someone might enter care, and there are a number of different types of placements that they may experience. So experiences in foster care or residential children's homes are likely quite different. Um, and we therefore try to reflect this in our methodological approach. Um, and it's here where critical realism is particularly useful because it's a philosophy that recognizes that while young people in care may have very different experiences, how they act and behave could potentially be shaped by the same or very similar policies, rules or regulations. Um, so having experience of working with care experienced youth previously, I was aware of the challenges of accessing this what might be deemed a hard to reach population. So when a young people enters care, for instance, the state takes responsibility for them, which means that there's a chain of people that you need to work through in order to just see if that young person wants to be involved in whatever it is you're offering. Um, so given the time constraints and the difficulty of, of access uh, and the exploratory nature of the study, we decided to use a questionnaire um, as probably the best means of trying to answer our aims. And by using a questionnaire with both open and closed questions, we tried to capture the descriptive information on what they do, what they've done in the past and what they'd like to do in the, in the future in their leisure time, as well as provide a space for them to expand on their experiences of the activities. And importantly, once we designed that questionnaire, we decided to enlist the help of local government who helped to distribute the questionnaire online and in hard copy through various networks, foster carers, children's home managers, teachers in schools who have uh, strategic responsibility for care experience youth in the hope that we reached as wide a sample as possible. Now, you ended up with 86 of these completed questionnaires, um, but can you describe about, uh, a little bit about who the participants in the study were? Of course. So um, over half, in fact, 55 uh, of the 86 respondents were um, self-identified as male. The age of the respondents ranged from 5 to 18 years for males and 6 to 18 years for females, with an average age for both of around 10 years old. Uh, in terms of the type of care placement young people were in at the time of completing the questionnaire, the majority, around 81%, reported living in foster care, which is broadly reflective of the dominant care placement in England. 8% um, were in kinship care, where children are cared for by relatives other than their biological parents. 6% uh, were living with parents but were subject to a care order, so they were closely monitored by the state. 4% were living in residential care, which is a children's home, and just one person reported to be a care leaver, so over the age of eight, uh, 18 um, and had left care. Okay. And so you analyzed the data using the positive youth development framework and socio-ecological model, and I'm not going to go too deep into the analysis, but can you share a bit about what emerged as the themes? Yeah, certainly. So um, the open-ended responses revealed various themes uh, from the questionnaire that related to two broad areas of focus. First, how leisure time activities, in particular sport and physical activities as the most uh, prominent responses, might contribute to positive development. And second, what shapes their engagement in leisure time activities. Now, 
with regard to the former, it was clear that care experience youth did certainly think that certain activities provided an opportunity to develop some of the five C's. Young people spoke about their confidence, uh, their belief in their capacity to succeed and how that could be developed through engagement in physical activities. They discussed how their competence could be enhanced through sports and physical activities when they seemed to do it well. Uh, interestingly, the older respondents, those who were sort of 14 and above, spoke about developing health, health competence, so using sport and physical activities to keep fit and healthy. And that was a marked contrast from the responses of the younger people. Um, the largest volume of responses probably reflected how care experienced youth could develop connections through sport and physical activity. Uh, and these activities provide a platform to develop friendships, but also connect and reconnect with family. And finally, there were some responses that revealed how care experience youth develop character through leisure time activities, but no responses reflected a sense of caring, which I thought was was interesting in itself. And as well as engagement in sport and physical activities, young people also discussed how arts-based activities were important as another positive uh, activity uh, in helping them develop other personal characteristics such as being creative, engaging in self-expression and offering an opportunity to manage their stress. And the second area of focus um, for the emerging themes centered around what shapes their engagement. And this is where the socio-ecological model was applied. So we looked at what shapes engagement and we're able to then plot these against various uh, levels of influence. The first of these was at the individual level. So when young people identified their own levels of self-competence and confidence as a barrier to engaging in activities in their leisure time. At the next level, at the interpersonal level between individuals, they reported a lack of time and a perceived lack of support to help them engage in structured activities, which perhaps isn't surprising, given that parents are often absent from their lives and carers or social workers tend to uh, nudge young people into activities that they think they would enjoy and would be good for them, but ultimately they don't. And this is what uh, Gibson and Edwards have termed facilitated engagement and is somewhat problematic as it removes the voluntary component and the choice from the young people's perspectives, uh, which according to positive youth development literature is essential in developing climates and positive climates that lead to positive outcomes. At the institutional level, um, that's the levels of schools, care homes, etc. Young people discuss the challenges associated with competing activities, having to prioritise one activity over another because they couldn't do multiple activities, and also the challenges of financial constraints. And finally, um, the most prominent and pertinent in the literature is at the policy level. Uh, this is simply being in care itself and how disruptive this can be to regular and continued engagement in certain leisure activities, especially when someone is placed in care a fair distance from where they originally lived or where were living in that instance. Right. And that's a that's a lot of interesting insight. I, I see um, parallels to the research we've done with art being something that students are interested in, and especially with the the voluntary and the choice parents pushing them or caretakers pushing them into one specific thing and it might not actually be what they want but they think it's good for you so absolutely it's so it's tough uh, so you came at this project trying to learn about how care experienced youth make use of leisure time and more specifically if or how participation in constructive leisure time activities like sport physical activity or art-based activities 
can aid their positive development and help them build supportive relationships with peers and adults. So I guess the question is, what's the conclusion here? Do, did you find what you were actually looking for? Um, I think we did. Um, bear in mind, it's it's an initial exploratory study. Uh, it was certainly clear that care experienced youth recognized how engagement in certain leisure activities and in particular structured sport and physical activity can aid their positive development uh, and help them build supportive relationships. That said, uh, we also developed our understanding uh, from the voice of young people uh, of the things that impact on their ability to engage in such activities. And that's important because, as I said, there's limited literature on this that draws on young people themselves. The majority of it is with uh, foster carers or children's home managers identifying what they think the young people uh, have difficulties with. So it, it did what we set out to do and it developed our understanding in that area. And now you also ran into some issues with past models like Holt, who just highlighted one of his articles on episode 19. And the whole piece talks about the need for having positive parent involvement alongside, which almost by definition isn't happening with care experienced youth. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think these are some of the unique findings from the paper, really. Um, I think there's two things to point out. First, as you mentioned, um, Nick Holt and colleagues recently argued that constructive adult and peer relationships are vital in supporting positive development, but that those relationships should complement uh, positive parental involvement and parental encouragement. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, this is obviously problematic for care experienced youth who, for various safeguarding reasons, may not be able um, or in a position to interact with their biological parents. So we had reports of some people saying, uh, I couldn't, uh, I can't do that with my dad because he's currently in prison, for instance. And that's a, an extreme example, but it does illustrate the point. I think the other important point to highlight is that some of the quantitative responses from the, the questionnaire revealed that care experienced youth actually spend a substantial part of their leisure time in isolation uh, on their own, which means developing connections with any adults or any peers is problematic in itself. And so there's two uh, two points there that I think we need to look at in more depth and more detail. One is if parents are influential, how does that work with young people who don't engage with their parents? Um, do foster carers take up that role? Um, are they aware of it? If young, person, if young people live in uh, children's homes where there are normally multiple members of staff, um, who is it there that takes on that parental responsibility uh, or is it all uh, forgotten? Right. Uh, so how did this align overall with uh, learners work and the uh, five C's? Um, so interestingly, I think learners model talks about connections and relationships uh, as an outcome, uh, something that they develop. Uh, as an outcome of engaging in activities, while Holt and colleagues discuss relationships as a central component of a positive climate that leads to various other outcomes. Um, so one of the things this pushes us to, is to consider is a focus on the relationships that are established across the various levels of the socio-ecological model, and particularly how those five C's of uh, confidence, competence, connections, caring, um, can be developed within and across those levels also. 
Awesome. So where do we go from here? What's the future research or what's the next step? That's that's a big question. Um, so I think from a practitioner perspective, um, there is a need for specific training, uh, continuous professional development and CPD for anyone that has a prominent role to play in the lives of care experienced young people. That might be carers, social workers. Uh, in England, we have uh, independent visitors who are voluntary individuals who go and give their time to work with those young people. Um, particularly around the value of leisure time activities, how the benefits might transfer into other aspects of their lives. Um, at the moment, given the importance of health and education outcomes, because that's what young people in care are measured against in comparison to their peers who aren't in care, I would worry that leisure time and the activities that are undertaken in leisure time takes a back seat. Um, from a researcher perspective, one thing that this study perhaps doesn't capture is, um, and you mentioned it earlier, the complexity of care experience young people's lives. And this includes the multiple individuals that they interact with, that they work with, and the organizations that they come into contact with, uh, as well as the many other markers of that young person's identity. So, for instance, we didn't look at socioeconomic status uh, or disability just because of the nature of the, the method that we were using. And I think one thing to consider moving forward is how we can better capture uh, the voice of those young people, but also the stories that they might want to share with us, whether that's uh, negative stories about difficulties accessing things or positive stories uh, about how they've overcome barriers, achieved and succeeded. Um, and that might be through adopting more narrative approaches, which is something that we're hoping to do uh, moving forward. But I think finding and highlighting uh, positives is certainly something else that needs to be considered. Right. I mean, I think this is an awesome paper. I, um, I really got a lot out of it. I, I see a lot of parallels to even you know, just looking at the podcast that we've had before of crossing over into positive youth development and uh, Mikhail Quinterstead's uh, piece on uh, health. And so uh, just want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, for those of you who want to read the full article, uh, you can find it in Leisure, St Leisure Studies, published in 2018. And we'll post the notes section of the podcast with the citation. Um, so where can people find you on Twitter, social media, anything else? Uh, yeah, so on uh, Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Dr. Tom Q, and Doctor is just DR. Uh, and if anyone would like to know more about my work with Care Experience Youth um, in sport, physical activity, and particularly physical education, uh, feel free to get in touch. Okay, awesome. Uh, that's all we have for you on this one, uh, and thanks for listening. Thanks.